I just feel like I've been ministered to today already, just like the oil of the Lord during worship was so, so sweet. And then the words have just been so sweet as well. Um, <clears throat> I want to just talk about loving each other, about the, the purpose of the church, but as uh, you were seeing, Miss Loss, I was overcome with Hosea 3, and I just want to read that um, and talk a little bit about the jealousy of the Lord. <clears throat> it says, Hosea 3, and the Lord said to me, go again and love a woman who is loved by another man and is an, adul an adulteress. Even as the Lord loves the children of Israel, though they turn to other gods and love cakes of raisins. So I bought her for 15 shekels of silver and a homer and a lethek of barley. And I said to her, you must dwell as mine for many days. You shall not play the whore or belong to another man. So will I also be to you. For the children of Israel shall dwell many days without a king or prince, without sacrifice or pillar, without ephod or, or household gods. Afterward, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king, and they shall come in to fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. So um, we see the Lord tell Hosea, go do this sign, go do this prophetic sign, go get your wife who's been cheating on you, she's been a whore, go get her and buy her back, just pay for her to come back. And... It is such a picture of what the Lord has done with the church and with us. Because we always think we've gone too far in sin. We have walked away from the grace. We have lived a life where we are not worthy of God coming after us. Mic drop. <laughs> so... The Lord's crazy about us. He's absolutely crazy. Who go buys his whoring wife back and says, don't be a whore anymore? Only God. Only God wants to do this miraculous thing where he chases us down and says, come and be mine. It's just so miraculous. And uh, I had a mentor who used to be the guy who I confessed to. And he would say, do you think you really screwed up bad this time? I said, yeah, really screwed up bad this time. And he'd go, okay. Have you killed anybody yet? And I said, no, I haven't killed anybody. And he'd say, well, you're not worse than Moses. And the Lord used Moses the most out of anyone in the Old Testament. And I just felt like it put it in perspective of who God is. Are you a whore? Are you a murderer? God still goes after you. He still calls you. He calls you from the dark places and says, come be with me. So much so that he sent his son. So... want to um, share just a little little vision I had. This is the beginning of COVID. And uh, I was in a season where I had been praying in the middle of the night for about like a year or something. And um, 
the Lord would often speak to me about things, about the, the big church. <clears throat> and so I had this vision of, of this bunny, and this bunny was on the stage, and uh, I'm watching this happen, this white, nice, fluffy bunny up there, and I can sense the Lord's jealousy. And I see him go up. I'm sorry, this is graphic. But I just see him go up. And he rips the head of the bunny off. And he says, this is the spirit that wants to take my place on the stage. This is the spirit that wants to have the glory that's meant for me. And it just smote me to my heart. And it caused me just to grieve for the church. And... I could just sense the Lord saying, I want the glory. I don't want anyone else to have the glory. I'm sick of other people wanting to be on stage to have the glory. I want to have the glory for myself. Our God is a jealous God. I think we're, we easily forget in the love of the Lord where he chases after us, that also he's very jealous of us having other gods. He's very jealous of us having someone else in our life, in our bedroom, in our secret place that dwells with us. Fast forward six months, I have this, this dream, and in this dream I'm walking into this basically looked like a huge movie theater, but it was like a lair. I knew it was a lair of the enemy. It was like I was having a walk with the enemy. He did not know. I was, I was like a spy. He did not who I, know who I was. But I'm walking through, and he starts telling me of his plans. He's like, here's what we're doing this year. We're going to have bigger movies. We're increasing the size of this theater. We got better popcorn. We got better seats. We're doing this in sports. And he starts just detailing out all these things that he's doing to distract the people of God. And my heart was just broken as I woke up. It's like the enemy wants to pull us away from the good things of God. He wants us to be distracted with pleasure, with money, with goods, with movies, with entertainment. It's just like there's so many things that pull away our time, and it's so sneaky it's not, like, it's not like the enemy's like, hey, I'm going to put a prostitute in every man's bedroom. It wasn't that. I'm going to get them distracted with sports. I'm going to get them distracted with movies. I'm going to get them distracted with entertainment. And we love to be entertained, and I think it's wonderful that we get to be entertained. But to value it where it should be, God here, family, everything else, church, entertainment here. Yeah, it's great, but the Bible says we need to take up our cross daily. That's a real thing. We have to choose often to go, what am I going to do with my time? What feels good versus what is the right thing to do? And I feel burdened as a, as a man of God that I preach that word and say, don't give your life to that stuff. Give your life to the one who's worthy of having your life. Him. He's the one. Don't make your life about other things. It's so sneaky. I had a friend who wanted, who wanted to get me into motocross when I was much younger. And I was submitting it to my mentor again. 
And he goes, you can do whatever you want. He's like, there's so many things you can do with your life. He's like, you can do whatever you want. He's like, I don't have time for that. I don't have time. My life is taken up by the Lord. And just that type of thing strikes me. It's like, I don't want my life to be snuck away by being entertained. I want it to be contained by him. I want to be dedicated to him. He's worthy of it all. He's worthy of it all. I want to operate in the fullness of who God has called me to be. I want to see his fullness. I want to step out in faith. I want to see people get saved. I want to see miracles happen. I want to see the Lord's presence show up and healings happen. Miracles happen. People's deep parts of their heart get touched. That's what I'm going for. That's my desire, my heart. And I say, let's go there. Let's not make our life about this good feeling, about a happy experience. Yeah, there's the fullness of joy in the Lord, but that is easily substituted by what the enemy wants to offer you. He's trying to give you a counterfeit. The fullness of joy comes in him. He is our reward. He is our reward. He is our reward. This life I live, he's my reward at the end of the day. I want to see him. I want to be touched by his presence. John 13, real quick. Jesus says, let's just go to verse 12 there. It says, do you understand what I have done to you? He's talking about washing. This is when Jesus washes the disciples' feet. feet. He says, uh, do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher, and Lord, you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do just as I have done to you. So... um, this is just echoing through my mind past couple days. And I feel like we're seeing that. I feel, my feet feel washed today from the Holy Spirit, from the touch of the Lord, and then the words from the two sisters that were just so powerful. I feel washed. I feel cleansed. There's something that happens when we encourage each other with the word, when we encourage each other in righteousness, when we exhort each other, when we bring rebuke and love and, and all this stuff. We are washed. We are cleansed. It is part of how the body is supposed to work. And I feel like we're seeing such a good picture this morning of like the body working and just like so many people having the word of the Lord. And you're washed, you're cleansed. I'm drawn to the Lord through this. What once was, what once was a man on stage, he had all the answers. Now the Lord's like, no, I'm doing it through multiple people. I'm doing it through everybody. I want to do it through everybody. Let's go to... Um, <clears throat> Ephesians 5, 15, real quick. It says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always for everything to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. When we do this and when we encourage each other, we're submitting our lives to each other. 
is such a beautiful picture. When I'm around my brothers in God and the conversation turns to God, it's a way that I'm submitting my life to them. And I can share with them the deep things in my heart. What do you think about this? This is on my heart. We Iron sharpens iron. Us getting close to each other, we get sharper because of it. We understand a holer picture of God. A holer? A more whole? <laughs> we understand a bigger picture of God that we cannot get on our own. Because I have blind spots. I hate to say it, but I have a few. And so when I'm around my brothers in Christ, when I'm even around guys who I think, I really don't want to be around you right now. The Lord's like, no, go be around that person. We, I'm sharpened by that person. I'm blessed I'm cleansed as we talk about the Lord, as we fellowship, as our conversation turns to the Lord, as we pray for each other. I'm built up in the Lord, and it's a beautiful thing. And that's the way our lives are supposed to be, be led. And I feel like this big picture movement that we're seeing where the Lord's saying, I'm tearing down the stage. I'm taking away distraction. It's because he wants to build us up into who we're supposed to be. That's why. It's not for, hey, I don't know what stupid reason, but it's because he wants us to be who we're supposed to be in him. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a beautiful glorious thing it's why we do life together it's why in Acts when the Holy Spirit shows up 3,000 were added to the church that day people moved from other towns I want to be part of this church I'm quitting my job today I'm going to be part of this thing because it's a glorious thing when we're one like this and the, br and the bride is radiant and shining and she is a sight to behold Jesus says that's the one I'm coming back for See them in unity, see them loving each other, see them, see them operating in the gifts. See, see them, they love my Holy Spirit and they honor my Holy Spirit. It's a beautiful thing. I'll finish with this. 1 Corinthians 3. So, it says, let's just go to 16. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him, for God's temple is holy. So this is where Paul is talking to the people of Corinth, saying, where they were quarreling. I'm from Apollos. I'm from Peter. I'm from Paul. They're saying I'm, they're, they're aligning with big church leaders what they're doing. It's a very easy thing for us to do today. I like Todd White or I like John MacArthur or I like this guy. And we tie ourselves to that person. And Paul, I feel like, puts this in such perfect order. Listen to what he says. This goes back to John 13 where Jesus is washing the feet of his disciples. He's becoming the servant. Listen to what he says. Verse 21, so let no one boast in men, for all things are yours. You're saying, don't boast in, I follow this guy, or I follow this guy. I don't boast in Paul, I don't boast in Apollos, I don't boast in Todd White, or Bill Johnson, or Sean Bowles, or all these people. I don't boast in those men. Because why? Because whether Paul, or Apollos, or Cephas, or the world, or life, or death, or the present, or the future, all are yours. He's talking about us. He's talking about the, the bride. All these leaders, they're yours. The leaders of this church, we are here for you, the people. We are here for you. The Lord has called us to be shepherds, not hirelings. My life has now become about the sheep more than it has become about myself. I don't 
my first thought is not of myself. My first thought is, what, how are the sheep doing? What sheep do I need to go after? Where's that one that's lost? We are called to go after them. And that's a huge thing in the Lord. He says, you think these guys who, who are up here in your mind that you want to be like them, but they're actually for you. They're actually for you. This whole world, the Lord is made for you. This is what it says. Or the world, or life, or death, or the present, or the future, all are yours. And you are Christ's, and Christ is God's. It all goes to him. He creates this world because he wants to, us to partake in it and be connected to Jesus, to the Lord. He sent his son so we may be connected to him. Let's just pray for a second, then we'll be done. Everyone just stand up if you would, please. <clears throat> Lord, we just ask that you would give us a greater revelation of who you are. Lord, we pray that you would give us a greater revelation of love for each other. Lord, we pray that you would give us a greater revelation of your goodness. And Lord, show us who you are to us. Lord, we're so thankful for the word that has come today. Lord, for your healing presence. Lord, we're so thankful for the power of Christ in us. Lord, we pray that this weekend we would know you more. We would say entertainment is this good, but Lord, you're this much better. Let me spend my time with you. Let me spend my time with brothers and sisters who can encourage me in faith. And Lord, I pray that you would cause the lukewarm parts of our heart, the idolatry, Lord, that you would gently put your finger on them. We would let go of them, Lord, and your healing power would come in. Lord, we're thankful, Lord, that repentance, it's your kindness that brings us to repentance. We're so thankful for that, Lord that you show your kindness to us. You say, I want you to change, but I'm actually going to make it easy for you because I actually do the work. We're thankful, thankful for your loving discipline. So, Lord, we pray that you would be with us this weekend. You would bless us in Jesus' name. Amen.